difficult, 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 uh, a little hungover. <laughs> yeah. Actually, not too hungover. No. We didn't really drink. Yeah, we just went, a little pat on the back. We went to a party last night, and neither of us had a single beverage at the party. <laughs> <laughs> that, it felt great. Right. It was great. We was can have party. fun without alcohol of course, involved. Of course we can. Which makes us true friends. Mm-hmm. Because I have a couple friends out there in the world that I don't like to hang out with unless there's alcohol involved. And you're not one of them. Uh, well, that's good to know. Who is this? I'm Katie. Who's over here? Marie. Oh, that's, I, I, who is this person that's been living in my oh, house? Hello. Ah. <laughs> this is the Difficult Woman Podcast. Thanks mm. for listening. Thank you for, for having me in your ears <laughs> yes. and your house. Essentially. It's before 10 a.m. in case you can tell by our morning glow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, phlegm. Morning phlegm. Uh, my morning bass. Yeah. I can get pretty low. It's pretty low. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what's up? <laughs> I'm here. We're potting in person. Oh my god, I've missed this. I know. How's it? How has it been in New York for you? I feel old. <laughs> oh, that's also because I live in like child in like a playground part of New York City. But sorry about that. <laughs> you get on that train and it's like, uh oh, am I? Am I supposed to be taking these children to school? <laughs> I know. I know. They, uh, we had some, there was always so much drama. Somebody saying the birthday song was sung very loudly On in the, the train, train yesterday. A girl was crying a lot, but it looked like her boyfriend was about to like throw up or something. But then you thought maybe someone was stabbed. I don't know. Dra- I don't. I don't know drama. why that's immediately that. I, what I <laughs> she's crying because he got stabbed, Katie. <laughs> oh, duh, of course. <laughs> I honestly like. I'm sorry. I don't want anyone to get stabbed, but I would prefer that he was stabbed than throw up on the subway where it was so full. Because yeah, it was very full. That was also the closest I've been with other humans. Oh, me too. Honestly, in a while. Me too. Yeah, because I don't go out late at night mm-hmm. anymore. Right. So. I've also been I've been very impressed with New York City and just checking the Vax card, your ID and Vax card at every place you enter. Yeah, and that is they're not, serious about it. They don't do that in Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um, it's serious stuff. Yeah, it's great. But then it, there's like this. I feel sp- pretty safe. Although you could just make up a fake Vax card and an ID. Like it doesn't. I don't know. I guess so. It Not seems like be. a lot of work. Honestly, just get fucking vaccinated. That's true. Why do people do the fake vax cards? What a dumb, what a dumb thing. You're just hurting yourself. <laughs> so they really. can go to the club. <laughs> just get fucking vaccinated. Just get fucking yeah, vaccinated. That's how I feel about it. Uh, yeah. I I don't know. New York is uh, New York. It's still here. It's here. Huzzah. <laughs> Huzzah. Yeah, no, we had another little small, you, you got a taste of the flooding we've been happen, having, but nothing crazy. We went out to dinner and uh-huh. it rained a lot. Uh-huh. But yep. Time was like was a good. hurricane. It was a lot. And it was on the anniversary of Sandy. So that felt uh, weird. Right? Yeah. Because <laughs> that was <laughs> a right. terrifying day. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, this is a weather podcast now. Yeah, now we're talking we're about like, talking what's it like out over and... there where you are? Send us an email. No, I am so worried about New York, though. I know. I, mean, I am, too. It's going to be fine. I'm worried about all, everything. So <laughs> it's just what it is. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Yeah. 
just been walking around the city and looking at my steps on my phone and being like, oh, yeah, this was just normal life before. And so now uh, I don't get that many steps in unless I make, you know, make myself. (laughs) Yeah. I remember at one point, like before the pandemic, thinking I was like, 10,000 steps isn't that much Mm -hmm. because I would check my phone and it would be like 15,000 or something. I'm like, yeah, like what do people complain about? And now that we've like been locked down, we can't go anywhere. You don't have a job where you're walking around all the time. Uh, yeah, 10,000 steps is kind of a lot. <laughs> it's kind of hard to get to that. Yeah, just willy-nilly. <laughs> yeah, just what are you doing? Pacing yeah. around your... Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I was going to say, what I was going to say is like, what, you take like some like uh, uppers and then just like pace around your apartment, but that kind of leads into our topic today in the opposite kind of way. I love that we're just doing drugs now. Like I know, last I week was just... 1950s housewives, you guys, and the drug addiction. Yeah. And then now, today, we're talking about a drug I have done in, <laughs> involuntarily. Uh, roofies, yay! Roofies! I can't believe we have not talk, talked about roofies I'm before. I'm shocked. Because this feels very much like uh, it's, our, it's a feminine fear. I am from it. I mean, it, it should be everywhere. But like, I feel like from a very young age, I was told, like, watch your drink. Do not ever leave it alone. Because someone will put a drug in it. And, you know. And what's crazy is that they do. (laughs) And they do. Like, it's not like this thing that is um, like a myth or something. It's like, uh, so like I just said, I've been roofied. Oh, God. My roofie story. Yeah, my roofie story was I was at, this is like right right after I graduated from college, I was like living on my own. And a friend was in town and we went to this place called B-Bar downtown, which is kind of like. Kind of a douchey bar anyway. <laughs> huge, huge, especially for New York City. Huge mm. bar. Very full. And I got there a little bit early, I remember, and I ordered a drink and waited for her and she showed up and then we got a table. Mm-hmm. And I had my one drink and then we ordered, a waiter came up to us and ordered, we got another round. Mm. And I all of a sudden, we didn't, I didn't even finish my second drink. I think I had like a sip of it or something. And I was like, I feel really weird. Mm. I was like, I feel really drunk. But that's so strange because I had one watered down, you know, gin mm-hmm. and tonic or whatever the fuck I was ordering. Um, and I normally tr- power through things like that because I'm like, it's fine. But I was like, I don't feel like this is this is mm. not good. And I remember cutting the night really short really early and I felt really terrible because my friend I hadn't seen my friend in a long time mm. I was oh, like no. this is, yeah so I was like but this is something's wrong I don't really remember getting home I remember waking up mm. and um I had a futon at the time and so I always would like open the futon and it was not open it was like closed I didn't really remember how I got home and then I when I woke up I was like I think I'm gonna die I just mm. remember feeling like I'm gonna die I never felt anything I to this day even my worst hangover doesn't touch what I felt that morning. Mm. And I didn't even think about being roofied right away. It took me like a minute to figure out, like, I was like, why am I so, do I have like the flu or something? Mm-hmm. But this doesn't feel like the flu. And then a couple hours after I woke up, I just couldn't do anything. I was just laying in my bed thinking I was going to die. And then I threw up, which I never mm. did when I drank. And I immediately felt better. And then I ordered a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> um but it was like, oh, yeah, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't see it coming. You don't. I was sitting alone at the bar. So some guy probably saw me, like a young mm. little lamb or whatever, sitting alone at the bar. 
and then there's a lot of commotion, a lot of people. I hadn't I hadn't particularly not watched my drink, mm-hmm. but I don't remember watching it super closely. Also, there's always a question of like, is it the bartender? Is it like, you know right. what I mean? Are people working together? Um, sometimes the bartenders do favors for their friends that are not, you know, behind oh. the bar. So it was like, that was that was like eye-opening. Because it wasn't that I wasn't aware before, but then, of course, you're like, oh, yeah, I don't want that to happen again. Mm-hmm. And I was lucky that I got home. And I left early. Right. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I roofied myself. <laughs> I think you roofied yourself. But <laughs> we were on tour, and we happened to be in Nashville, and uh, we went to Robert's Western World. And that night, like, just took such a sharp turn for me. <laughs> And the next day, I was so sick. I mean, it just blackout. Yeah. But then, and I was like, I was roofied. And I really said, I mean, that next morning, I was like, I was roofied because I did accidentally drink from a stranger's beer. Oh, right. Because um, I felt like we had shot for shot the same thing, me and you. I mean, there was like lots of shots. There was like some gummies involved. And then there was lots of dancing. And But I like blacked out. And the next day, my skin was like burning. And like, yeah. I was just so sick. And we had to drive to Knoxville and do a show God. that that night. And that's one thing that's hard about these roofie situations is that, like, you don't ever get confirmation. Right. Right. There's, like, this, like, like no no closure there, really. Unless, mm-hmm. like, you definitely were raped and roofied. And, like, mm. that's not the kind of closure you want because that's not really closure either. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something very creepy about... Um, you're like, how did it happen? When did it happen? Right. Who did this? Why did they do this? Mm-hmm. And I get a little, like in researching this, I was like really trying to find like some article or so- an interview with someone who's like anonymous, you know, some anonymous person being like, this is why oh. I roofie people. I just want to hear what people have to say about it. I don't understand mm. what goes through someone's mind that they think like that's a good way to get laid or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the thing is like it'd be one, you know, sure, we've got like psychopaths and stuff, but the, that doesn't seem super common. Roofing is very common. Mm. There's a lot of men and maybe women out there drugging people's drinks at bars and somehow convincing themselves that like it's okay. It's mm-hmm. fine. Like it's it doesn't matter. These people don't matter. Like I just don't understand how why there's so many <laughs> of them. Mm. Yeah, I had an ex-boyfriend get roofied here in Brooklyn and his story was ho- horrifying that it was like he was just in a dive bar. There was l- maybe only two, three people in there and there was definitely a guy that was giving him the creeps and he finished his beer and he left and right when he exited the bar, he said he started getting really dizzy and then he the, his legs went numb and he then like couldn't even stand up. Mm-hmm. So he was like crawling on the sidewalk to get home and he only lived like two blocks but then he turned around and the dude was com- like walking after him. So fucking Like scary. a horror movie. Yeah. And luckily, I guess, like, he knew somebody from a bodega and that was like, what is going on? And then right. the guy, like, scrammed. But it's scary. That, yeah. My roommate, around the same time I had my thing, we were living in an, an apartment and there was a bar we used to always go to. She we used to pop by there after work sometimes. Mm. She knew a lot of people that were there. Mm. And her she she knows exactly what her mistake was and i say mistake as if it's her fault it's not her fault right but um she came into the bar 
and had to use the bathroom and she always had like an Amstel light or something. So when she came in, the bartender was like, hey, like the usual. And she's like, yep, I'm just going to run to the bathroom. So he opened the beer mm. and put it on the bar for her to to like sit there. Mm-hmm. So then it was like an open beer. that was her beer sitting around. You'd think that like her friends would keep an eye on it, but I don't, nobody, I don't know. Who, we don't know who did it. <laughs> mm. So, and then she came back and had like half a beer and then she was like, I felt, I was, she was like, I just was, I felt like I was going to die or something was happening. She's like, I have to go. I have to go. And she was lucky that like, she knew right away, like, I have to get home like now. And so she was like a block or two away. By the time she made it back to our apartment, she was in like incoherent. And we, I was, her, her boyfriend was living sort of with us at the time and he was at the house with me and he was like, we thought that she was just wasted. So we were kind of mm. laughing like, haha, why is she like this? Like so early in the evening. And she couldn't explain anything to us because she was, like, incoherent. And she passed out on her bed, like, oh. the wrong way. And we were like, mm, <laughs> maybe you should go take care of her. Mm-hmm. And then she woke up the next morning and told us what happened. We were like, oh, my God. Mm. Yeah, that's the scary thing when you're like, I only had two beers. Yeah. What is going that's, on? I think that that's one of the times. And she even had half a beer. Right. You know? And, like, those are the moments where you realize, like, there's no other explanation. Mm. That you're definitely somebody drugged you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the other thing that's sad about it or upsetting about it is like you just can't ha- trust anybody. You don't feel like you can trust anybody. Mm-hmm. And there's also like this kind of a joke, <clears throat> jokey, I don't know, I joke about like, well, I got roofied. Oh, I'll go to roofie you and take you home. Ha, ha, ha. But it's like it's actually a very, very serious scary offense that is still very very common very common and you were saying the other day that like one thing that seems to be tied to this or potentially tied to this now which is scary is like the sex trafficking sex trafficking yeah this the scariest story i've heard around sex trafficking and then and also roofing and stuff um was on crime junkies podcast i believe and it was scary because it was happening. The same story, the same scenario was happening all over the country in all different cities. So what was happening was a girl would match with a guy on Hinge or one of the dating apps. Oh, that scares me. And they would talk back and forth. They would find they would meet they would meet at a bar and or he would say, Meet me here. I'll be he set it up where it was like I can't remember what it was, but um, something that he, he, you know, I'll be in at the bar with like a red hat on or some bull, some some color or something for her to know who he was or something. So she goes into the the bar that they picked, and then he texts her, "Hey, I'm sorry, I'm running late, I'm stuck in traffic." And she's like, "Okay, that's fine. It's weird. It's like seven o'clock, no traffic, but whatever." And then like thirty minutes later, "Sorry, I'm I'm late." Um, I, I got pulled over or something. So anyway, the guy like delays, the delays, delays the date. And then another guy become like is like the hero in it. And he is at the bar and he's like, oh, you know, can I get you a drink? Like it looks oh like, you know, your date's not coming or whatever. And um, so the girl's like, OK, sure. You know, feeling bummed out that she got stood up or whatever the fuck that was going on. Yeah. yeah. And then the guy puts stuff in the drink. And so in this one particular story that I was listening to, um, it was the bartender that basically saved the day or the it was a bartender and the cocktail waitress because they recognized that guy and mm. they they realized that the same script he was using, he had used it on a mm. girl a week before. Oh, my God. And so the the girl went to the bathroom, leaving her drinks on the bar. Which, I mean, it's, you know, 
gotta bring your drink to the bathroom bring your drink to the bathroom bring your drink to the bathroom yeah Yeah. unless you're with a girlfriend who can like really keep an eye on it also if anybody ever asks you to watch their drink watch their drink right don't just be like yeah yeah like watch it right but she went to the bathroom and the server went in there and she was like hey just so you know he's not who he he says he is and like he's been here before and he says that to everybody and like we want to get you to your car safely yeah and so then so she wrote in or she i guess crime junkies covered that story and then all these women were like oh my god i've gotten that very similar message on dating apps the guy stuck in traffic you know just delayed delayed and then another guy swoops in that's and they think that it's like and and they're realizing like a lot of women go missing around those cities and Mm. they were thinking like that was a way that they were being taken these, yeah, yeah well, that's good for people sex trafficking yeah if people are listening like if that oh god if that should spark some, some suspicion or more in you if that happens to you that's yeah. good to know it's so scary because also <clears throat> i mean i don't know about you but having been in the pandemic and like going to a bar and getting hit on by a stranger it's like oh thank god human ar- interaction of course but then you think of these horrible stories of are who uh, people just don't they're not who they say they are Right. A lot of the times. You just can't trust. We just don't know. Right. And that's the thing about online dating, too, is, like, you're really <sighs> meeting strangers and trying to, you know, there's always, like, risk in that inherently, and that's why you have to just be careful. One of the things that I do, but I realize that, like, I don't necessarily follow through on it, is, and I do it for multiple reasons, but one of my tricks on dating is I try to get there first Ooh, so that I yes. buy myself a drink because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like, partly I just don't like playing the game of, like, is he buying the drinks for us or whatever, mm-hmm. um, but I'm realizing now that, like, sometimes you know, there'll be a second round or something and they'll usually get that. And like, sometimes we're sitting at the bar and you can see the drink. But sometimes Mm. it's like, I'm thinking of one situation where we were close to the bar, but he walked up to the bar and he brought the drinks over. And I didn't have like an eagle eye on him the whole time. So I'm I'm not, he didn't roof me, but I'm just like, he could have, you know. Right. So I think that like, I think also as I get older, I'm like, no one wants to roofie me, (laughs) (laughs) which is maybe true. Um, But still, you never know. And that's another thing, too, is sometimes people will. So a lot of men get roofied for sex, but also sometimes men get roofied because they're around the woman that the Mm, the the guy wants. Mm -hmm. Or they either accidentally drink the thing or they get purposely roofied to make them incapacitated so they can still take the woman away. Because what happens sometimes is a woman, they get their target, but then their friends intervene. So if they roofie the people around the girl that they want, then they can also get rid- get get her out of there without anyone stopping them. Oh, God. But I mean, like, what kind of a <laughs> psychopath does this? This is what, like, I just Mentally want... Mentally I mean, really just sick, sick. But there's so many. <laughs> Like, that's the thing. It's not like this happens so occasionally. It's mm-hmm. like, it happens all the fucking... I was Hi, trying to look night. up the statistics, and one woman was like, for as many stories as you hear, um, she was trying to debunk that there's actually not that many rapes because of being roofied. But it's so... That's not... That cannot be true. I, we, I know so many people who have been... Also, accident, like, there was another doctor that was... I was reading some article, and he said basically the same thing. It wasn't even the rape part, because they were saying... They were asking questions like, well, how what how how often are people roofied or whatever? And he was like, we really don't know, because so many... Most people that get roofied and make it home safely mm-hmm. don't report it. Right. I didn't right. report it. I, my friend didn't report it. I don't think your, right. your ex-boyfriend reported it. Because you just kind of think like, oh, I made it home safe. Right. So, like, for all of those people, you know, mm-hmm. 
Because, I mean, it really should be important to call the, the bar because then they can check cameras and then see That's if true. they can because find out who did it and then make sure the guy doesn't A, they're prosecuted in. or B, like, just not allowed in the bar yeah. again. yeah. Actually, that actually that's true, you know, because I mean, there's even in my local grocery store, there's like uh, they've got cameras and they'll catch people stealing. And then they do this thing where they blow the picture up and they're like, this person is a th- thief. Mm-hmm. Like they're not allowed in here. But also, like, if you see them, you know that like they just sh- publicly shame them. So like if you could do that with these roofiers, because mm-hmm. to me, it also, I think the other thing that like haunts me about it is it's like. How are they doing it? Like, who, who, you know what I mean? Like, why is it so... I always think that it's, like, a spy. Like, they have it in their collar or in their uh, sleeve. But I never see somebody hovering over somebody else's drink. So it happens. But how are they doing it? It's like a magic trick. Like, they're magicians or something. But not the worst kind of magician. Mm -hmm. But, um, (laughs) so one thing I just wanted to go over quickly, too, is that we call it roofing Mm because Rehypnol was, like, the popular drug that was used mm-hmm. um but the two other most popular drugs that they use for roofing and i think that um this one ghb which is gamma hydroxybutric acid oh, dr frame <laughs> go, hello yep. um i think that one was really really common for a long time and then ketamine so these mm-hmm. are all kind of like th- i mean i think that they're all tranquilizers mm-hmm. uh ketamine when I was in the hospital thing. recently, I had a little thing. Uh, they, the woman next to me was on ketamine drip. Oh, yeah. I was like, can I get that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, no, but I was reading, they, they were, these, these types of medicines were made for um, insomnia and then also for... Narcolepsy. Uh, yeah, for narcolepsy. And insomnia. Um, and, but also an, like as anesthesia. I mean, yeah, this treat. is like serious yeah, tranquilizer. Yeah, to go under the knife. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> too, there was a GHB specifically. I think you can like make it at home. Like, Ooh, I think that there's a way to no. like, no, thank <laughs> you. Uh, it's like a little bit of like a Breaking Bad situation where you can like cook that shit up. Um, but if you overdose a person, they will die. Yeah. That's, so, yeah. Yeah. There was also, and I, I looked this up, too, and it's like not fully clear whether this was, I said this to you before, but... um. In like the early 2000s, maybe or so, mm. there was word that like some people were mixing the tranquilizers with um, sterilizers, and there's not been full proof or something. So it might that may have been just like a um, like a myth sort of that was floating around. But like that idea, I remember being really afraid of that. Mm. That like somebody could just so they could like rape you, they could like sterilize you like forever, mm. so you don't get pregnant, whatever. And I just but it's like it doesn't. If, even if it's not true, it wouldn't surprise me because it's like that's the mentality of this shit, which is like you don't care about that other person at all. You don't care if they you, I mean, you're going to ruin their life just by drugging them and raping them. But mm-hmm. like, why not? Why not ruin it further by also ruining their any future prospect of having children? Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Wonderful. What horrible, horrible humans. Well, so as the world opens up again, and we we are going into bars way more than we have been, uh, how, how do you protect yourself? Let's get into it. I Just mean, stay home, <laughs> never really, leave. I don't talk to people. <laughs> Drink at home. Drink at um. home. I mean, I've been definitely like guilty of just putting the paper coaster on top of the my beer and like going outside and smoking some weed or something, and then being like, I I got roofied. <laughs> I'm just roofied myself. Um, with. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's probably, like, the best line of defense is, like, just know 
keep an eye on your drink as it's being made. Have it with you at all times. Mm-hmm. Have it, you know, know like even if you're holding it and it's away from your body and you're not looking at it, someone could review you then too. So you have to right. just like keep an eye on it. I remember being at a house party once where um, the dudes that ha- were running the house party, I didn't know these people very well. And they were the shadiest fucking guys. Mm. They were just like those like broy type of like college dudes that like, because this is also very common in college settings mm-hmm. where these boys don't know, you know, they don't, they're not thinking uh, and they're fucking insane. Um, but I remember, I don't know if we ever heard a guy saying something about roofing or what, but we, I mean, I was with a friend of mine and we were like on high alert then. We were like, mm. oh, this is not a safe environment. Mm. Um, and then you just are either on double, you know, or you leave. I mean, that's probably what we should have done, just left. Mm-hmm. But you, you got to be on high alert. Also, I think especially like if you're out and you're getting more and more drunk, mm. that's where like you start to like slack off. And then that also is makes you more of a target. So just being mindful. Also, I think going out in groups of girls that you trust mm-hmm. and trying to take care of each other a little mm-hmm. bit. Keep, you know, if somebody seems like they're acting really weird, mm-hmm. get them out of there. Um, I guess Rufinol can make your drink turn blue. Now it can. Now it can. So mm-hmm. it that was part of the reason why it was so popular originally was that it's oh. colorless and odorless. Oh. So it was easy to slip in there. You can't tell that there's something in there. And then now Rifinol is... Um, mm is illegal in the United States to use for anything. Mm. And the company has now put a little blue dye in the middle of it so oh. that if people do get a hold of it, they it will turn your drink blue. So that's mm-hmm. why people don't use Rehypnol anymore. Mm-hmm. They use these other things because they found other ways around that. Yeah, and at any second that you feel like maybe somebody has put something in your drink, tell the bartender, tell... Yeah. I mean, hope that they're the good guys but in that one story on crime junkies like the bartender and the server were the ones that saved this woman's life so it's i don't know find a bar that you trust too like find become find your cheers find your sam malone yeah (laughs) and the other thing too is i think that like especially i mean in any community i think people like to say that like new york doesn't have much community but i think people find especially a lot of these people that have moved out during the pandemic i've been hearing stories of people going like i didn't think there was community in new york and then i moved to this small town and people there's less community out there sometimes because Mm -hmm. people are in their cars all the time and they aren't interacting in the same way and in new york like you're walking you go you walk to the same bodega every weekend or Mm -hmm. whatever so like try to you know make connections to the people in your community so that you can have some like safety net and know people around you and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing Mm -hmm. also if you're a person that's like observing somebody that seems like you don't know them but you they something shady seems like they're going on intervene you know Mm. what's the worst that could happen you insult somebody like who cares like fuck politeness no yeah right yeah that's a good point let's no no love our neighbors make sure that they I don't know. Just be aware. Did you you heard about that girl? I didn't read the whole thing because I got really upset about the whole situation. But there was a girl in I think in Philly mm-hmm. on one of the trains, yeah. and she was raped in front of mm-hmm. all these passengers, and nobody did anything about it. People were filming it and stuff, but nobody Jeez. stopped it. And I just like, I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't know if they were afraid of the guy or I, still like if if a bunch of people come, come together and be like, we got to stop this guy, then mm-hmm. you stop it. Like. Mm-hmm. But p- there is sort of this, like, psychotic, like, you know, it's not our problem kind of mentality right now with some people. So, oh, that's horrifying. You got to, like, step up a right. little bit. 
Well, I mean, luckily, everything I've ever seen on, in New York that has happened, people have intervened. Yeah. At least. That's where I, I feel like New Yorkers are a little bit more. I also heard stories of people not intervening in New York as well. But. There was a situation recently where this, it was filmed where this guy was like getting up in people's faces and this girl, this like small white girl, like kind of stood up to him and uh, he said something like, say this one more time. And she like said it and he like punched oh. her right in the face. <laughs> and she, she took it like a champ. I'm going to say she was fucking kind of badass about it. But nobody, the, the, the car was so full. There's this giant guy standing next to her who I think was with her. And I think uh, he like didn't, he was like afraid. So he didn't do anything. Oh, but nobody like helped her. And I was like, oh man. I think after he punched her, people then were like, whoa, 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 whoa. But mm-hmm. she got punched first. Jeez. Huh. I don't know, you guys. This The the world's going cuckoo caca. We need <laughs> to step up a little bit. I know we're coming out of a weird time. There's a lot of weird shit going on. Politics are not good. Like things are like feeling bad. But like we can do a better job of taking care of each other. We don't need the government like that. We don't need <laughs> yeah. anything. We just need to, community. We need to take mm-hmm. care of each other. Mm-hmm. We need to protect each other. Mm-hmm. Make sure everyone is clothed, has food, water, and protection. That's yeah. all. And not getting not. taken off to some sex slavery situation right. or something. Okay. Yeah. That's one thing that's been sort of interesting about that is that like the 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 right wing was like so obsessed with the sex slavery. And we were at first like, what are they talking about? And on the one hand, they were making up pizza stories and stuff, which just right. wasn't. So then it, they sounded insane. But in the end, it's like, oh, actually, there are. This is com- happening more than we realized. Mm hmm. But not in the way that they thought it was right, happening. Right. <clears throat> That's absolutely terrifying. I, I think I told you when I drove, I was driving to North Carolina or something, but in the bathroom, there were little cards like, do you need help? Mm. Call this number. Yeah. But it made me be like, well, you know, if they had a phone and they're by themselves in a bathroom, you would hope that they would call somebody. Yeah. Not this 1-800 number. I don't know. Maybe some of these people don't have people to call. I don't That's know. That's true. You know, That's you never true. know. That's true. People's situations. Yeah. But anyway, I thought that was slightly terrifying that, that yeah. it's gotten that, that bad we're that we're that putting. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I need to drink. <laughs> That's all I know. A safe one that I will be watching very closely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. That's all that's, we have to say, I guess, about that. <laughs> I Send us an email. I'm curious if other people have experienced. Um, I'm sure you have. If you want to share your story, we'll we'll share it with our guests so people know. I think sometimes it's good to share the stories, too, because then you can sort of say what went wrong in this situation. Or mm-hmm. is there something I not to like, again, not to blame yourself. It's not your fault that someone's a psychopath mm-hmm. and wants to target you. But are there things that we can learn about like, oh, shit, I mm-hmm. should have taken my drink with me to the bathroom mm-hmm. or I should not have let them open the beer before I got there or whatever. Mm-hmm. Again, not her fault. Not Never. Her fault. Mm-hmm. But um, and for me, I don't know. I should have been more aware when I was sitting at the bar alone mm. as a young youngin. Mm. Um, or you know, I even even actually talking about it right now, I feel like I'm thinking more about it and you know learning with these with these like um maybe on the next day they go on if he's like next rounds on me, I'm like cool, I'll go get it at the bar, I'll put it on your card, <laughs> <laughs> you know. I'm just Sorry, like, I just no. did a episode. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Here's a side note that's sort of related. Um, 
I've been feeling increasingly uncomfortable with these like first dates where mm-hmm. they want your phone number right away. Yes, I And I've been agree. avoiding trying to get my phone number. And sometimes there's a lot of pressure to give my number to them. Mm-hmm. And so I've been, the last couple of dates I've been on, I have then sort of finally been like, okay, fine, like here's my number. And I and I had a moment, there was, on the last one especially, I was about to be like, I don't feel comfortable giving you my number yet. Like, let's just communicate through the app. And for some reason, I was like, oh, don't be like a nerd about it. Like, it's fine. And then it's like, it wasn't, nothing horrible happened. But then you just have this like level of access that like, I don't need people to have. From a stranger. From someone I don't, I don't know. And so like, even things like that, like, I think I just, you know, I think we can all step up our, I say we all, it's really me. I just need to step up my game. (laughs) In terms of just putting up boundaries right away and Mm. being like, I don't know you. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about you. Mm-hmm. Sorry, not sorry. If you're offended that I want to get the drink at the bar and not you, mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. have a problem with that, this is not going to work out right. because you don't have respect for my boundaries. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, and even with the phone thing, if you're like, why won't you? Like, why can't I just? Why can't I just have your phone number? I'd be like, that's my boundary. And if you don't, if you're not into right. that, then like, we don't have to go oh, on a date. You know what I mean? Totally. So I think that that's. I think it may that's even a good... be a really nice little test to see if Absolutely. the man is going to respect your boundaries. Absolutely. Yeah. I one time I said a guy asked me for my number. It'd be easier if we just texted or whatever. And I was like, I actually don't give my phone number out until I've met the person. Yeah. I mean, and that's what that I was, was like it. wanting to say and I just didn't. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do we do that? We gotta stop. Right. We gotta like Well, I'll tell you I mean, I learned my lesson because another guy recently did ask for my number before I met him and I was like, Okay. The man proceeded to text me all day. Right. Then he called me at ten thirty at night. <laughs> right. And you're like, I don't know on you. The phone. Yeah. Don't know you. And then we did go out on one date where here, this is totally off topic, really, kind of. Maybe he could he could have put roofies in the deep dish pizza. But you never know. <laughs> do not go on a first date and get a Chicago deep dish pizza. That's all it's I like it's Bart Smiggy. It's hard. <laughs> no, like it takes an hour to cook. Oh, uh, so then you also God. have like an hour. So it's like a two instant two hour date when you could have just had like a frappuccino and called it. Yeah. So I mean, I knew right ten minutes in, like, oh, like I'm stuck. God, I'm stuck for this with this pizza. Yeah, and I wanted the pizza. Right, <laughs> that's how <laughs> so, you lured you in with yeah. the pizza. So anyway, um, don't give your phone number out. Don't order deep dish pizzas on a first date, and uh, just don't roof each other. Yeah, that's all. It. It's good. It's easy, <laughs> easy peasy. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> And we're gonna go. We're gonna go party. Yeah. Just kidding. We're gonna take a nap. It's now ten fifteen. It's nap time. We got time. Go. <laughs> All right. Toodles. Bye.